Thanks for tuning in again, everybody. We're back with your favorite podcast, Lucas, Tigers, and Bronze. Oh, my. Great. And Fuck then this. you disappear. 
your internet was great, and then you went outside. You're like, oh, my internet's not so good. And then you went to wherever you are now, and the internet's worse. So I'm not mad. I just, you know, I consider it like I want to go. I want to start talking. You have a million things you want to talk about. I want to get on a plane and go out to Mint Collective. I'm seeing people starting to post stuff about it already. I'm excited because, you know, I'd li- I want to go out there. It's going to be fun, man. You watch Storage Wars. You ever watch that show, Storage Wars? You know, Dave Hester, he says, yup, that guy. Well, there's another dude. I don't know, Renee. The the premise is the premise is people, like, die and they have stuff in their storage and you get the bit on it. Is that that show? I mean, that part you are reading into it. People don't necessarily die. That's definitely not on the show. They never show anyone die without paying for it. The premise is there are storage lockers that go unpaid. For whatever reason, maybe people are in gotcha. jail. Maybe people die. All right. Maybe people forgot about it. Maybe they don't pay for it because they don't think what's in it is worth anything. Maybe the whole show is rigged. I have no idea. But anyway, one of the cast members of the show, um, he posted on Twitter last. I'm going to be at Min Collective. I'm like, oh my god, I'm gonna, I want to see this guy. And he wrote back. He's like, I'll be there Friday and Saturday. He like wrote back to me. I was like, yes, this is awesome. So I mean, it's. It's, I guess it's an eclectic group of collectors, if that's a good way of saying it. It's not just the old, uh, there's the old, hey, come see me and, uh, and um, you know, look at my PMGs through three inches of glass and I won't take them out to show them to you. It's like other stuff also, you know? For people that don't know, what panels know. are you currently signed up to, oh. do, whether that's speaking or moderating? Okay. Episode so, 627 I- of the best sports card podcast in the world, by the way. Th- Brought to you by Andrew Goldberg. No? We want to do like a fancy thing? Coach Goldberg. Coach. Coach Goldberg! He's back! The coach has made a return. Buddy Garrity. So what am I? Buddy Garrity. So what am I doing? Um, Right now, I am scheduled for the signature event on Friday night where I'm doing a panel with uh, Eric Myers, Jay Lee, um, and uh, Leighton from Vintage Breaks to talk about building a collection. Um, and then um, I am doing on Saturday, I'm moderating a panel about the rise of the USC, UFC and, um, and their uh, collectibles. So we have um, um, you know, someone from the UFC as well as someone from Panini and someone from Dapper. Um, and, uh, you know, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about like NFTs. We'll One of my about, favorite like, things know, the- is the way you say dapper, by the way, just so you know, dapper. Like, people that have been with us since last year, you've really hit the R sound hard. It's a menace. I say sound. dapper. Do I dapper. Say dapper or dapper? dapper? Dapper. Well, because, because here in New York with, a, with, you know, with the accent, people will accuse me of saying dapper, like D-A-P-P-A. So I make sure I hammer that R, you know what I mean? It can't just be dapper. It's a menacing You sound. know, it's dapper. That's why they don't call it mukta. Dapper. So, right, and then right, I, yeah. and post the dapper, I am uh, slated to do a, um, a cool giveaway. Paul Pierce is doing a, um, like a one of one basketball autograph for someone's going to be selected, you know? Yeah. So he's going to, he's going to call. I, I know I'm emceeing that. It sounds like right now I'm going to call Paul Pierce up on the stage. So that could be goes by cool. the truth. I'm not going to announce him as the truth. Yeah, but the truth is here. The truth is in the building. Well, then Can I will we say that. Give a, I'll say a exactly round that. of applause and a warm a welcome. A warm Hakasan welcome to the truth. He's here. And there's Steve Aoki out of the corner throwing cake oh, at people. Steve Aoki, sell. Steve Aoki's here, sell, everyone. It's the top signal. 
<laughs> Steve Aoki's on it. Top signal. I, I heard Steve Aoki bought a box of V-Friend Zero Go for 15000 Sell! Sell, Mortimer, sell. <laughs> you want to talk about that? You and I haven't spoken sell. about my, my uh, internet fame. We haven't spoken about it. I didn't know you had internet cents. fame, so I'm glad we talked. You have internet fame? I don't feel like what I happened? do. I think I'm the biggest loser in the hobby. If I could but what honest. happened? You, you're telling me that we haven't spoken since you had internet fame. I didn't know you had internet fame. What happened? Tell me about it. Tell the listeners. Because so, if I don't know, they don't either. We did a show, I think it was three days ago. And three I days. said uh, South Park Cards broke as fuck. So and South Park 2. And I don't remember you saying South exactly that. But go ahead. Let me say. And then yeah. he put, did like a story post. He talks about how, one, they're show bidding on the VPRIND stuff and how influencers... Um, or pumping it or speaking highly of it, even though they know it's trash. Okay. So when did you become you my famous? take? No, no, you became famous somehow. That's a joke. Well, he, dude, he he's popular, man. We got a few comments from that on on our YouTube channel. We did. Some people what said did commented, they say? The, the one guy commented, uh, I used to love you guys, but I can't listen to anyone who thinks Breaking Bad is a terrible TV show. Plus, you guys know the art is just wait. I, I agree. Plus, you guys know the art is terrible. You, how can you possibly support this product when it looks like children's art? We love Breaking Bad. We've talked at least. I love Breaking Bad. It's like it's like my one of my favorite TV shows of all time. Cage hates season a, five. I do. I hate it. How is that a comment about what you said about South Park Cards Part Two? How is the comment because saying you can't? In, you internet artists anytime. Yeah. Anytime someone outside of your ecosystem comes to your ecosystem to comment, someone oh, said not- South Park Cards Two is your daddy, is Andrew's daddy, which I thought was kind of hilarious. I'm not. Gonna well, lie. he does live rent free in your brain, clearly, because here we are now Dude. for the second time in a week where you're starting off prime real estate on the episode talking about him. So he does. I mean, he lives rent free in your brain. It, it's the the way to get into Andrew's head is to troll. I don't answer troll. the hundreds of amazing comments. I just answer the one troll. It's it's how I was raised, man. Eastern European. We love confrontation. We live for this shit. The troll. But well, what's funny, what's funny yeah. real quick, is people yeah, don't even know me. I think I'm an open book after 627 episodes. And I feel like I haven't done a good job communicating. Because the funny thing is, when I say broke as fuck... Mm-hmm. He froze for a second there. He said broke and then froze. And he's still frozen. I don't care so what's guys, in your wallet. I care what's in uh, your mind. Wow, that's that, you should make a shirt out of that. You should make a shirt. Kids, I don't care what's me. in your wallet. I'm with you. Oh, you were broken up. But, but I get the gist of it. It says, I don't care what's in your wallet. I care what's in your mind. Open your yeah, mind. Is mentality. Open your mind. And, and dude, it's it's the it's the mentality that you will never have success, whatever version of success that is. That's riches, wealth, you know, good relationships. If you try to tear, no matter how good you get at tearing other people down, you'll never be successful. That's okay. Is broke as fuck, and I live that, so I I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy. Um, all right. Well, I mean, listen, you you posted a nice little picture of yourself today. I guess it was you. You're out on like a like poolside, beachside. It was you know, it's pretty nice. You know, I mean, I liked it. Super off brand for me, right? Not really. 
But I mean, it's Mexico, so that's completely on brand with you, right? I don't. I mean, I don't really it, it is. Though. It is the brand. You've known me for six hundred twenty-seven episodes. When do I ever flex? What, you flexed before we started our show. You were a flexer. You flexed the you know the beach. You flexed the place where you were staying. You know, you had more pictures of you with uh, the unkempt hair and the blue eyes, kind of like looking out over the balcony. You know. Come hither, eyes is what I is what I was uh, what I was calling him, you know, at the time. Um, I'll find it. I'll find the picture. I used it a bunch of times when when you know. When Ever since like, I hey, met you, me... my eyes are dark, darker. That's much... it. They're dark. <laughs> become... Whoa! You killing a bird over there? What are you doing? Don't kill birds, man. Birds are nice, dude. Birds today are good. they're good. Yeah, I, I'm gonna move. My sister's doing an interview here to the right. That's why I'm not inside tomorrow. Nice. I'll be inside doing the. The episode, but where there's better closer to the router. But dude, there was okay. like two cats attacked the dog on a walk today. It was actually incredible. Two stray cats literally jumped this dog walking. There two was cats kind of attacked cool. a dog. Yep. Hmm. That Swear is interesting. Did you jump in and help the dog? What kind of dog was it? The girl that was walking. It was kind of cute. It was um Jack Russell Terry. That kind of vibe. Hmm. I kind of like that. I kind of like it. A little that, that kind of vibe. I thought it was hilarious. I thought it was hilarious. So, so what kind of interview you says to have? For a job. Is it is it going well? Can you hear it? Can we hear it? Let's listen in. Let's give her some help. Let's let's uh, cheer. So, cheer hey. is good. Help is you, you know you only want to help people when they ask for it. You know because sometimes it's like, dude, shut up. I've heard your spiel a lot. Let, let me do this. And that's good, man. As a leader, brother, father, I think you want people to want to take ownership for their shit. Own your shit. I'm with you on that, man. All right, so what's going on in the world of cards you want to talk about today? What's going on in the world of sports? Kyrie is back, right? We talked about that a little bit. Although, you know, it's it's interesting to see here how it was done with pomp and circumstance and a big press conference at City Field, um, you know, Steve Cohen's, whatever his name is, Cohen's backyard, um, you know, and listen, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, now, now athletes have an exception, and the rest of the working stiffs do not. So, yeah, it's an interesting thing. It's definitely an interesting thing. I, I, um, I sense a bit of resentment in, that, in your tone. Am I picking that up wrong? Well, there are many city workers who were fired in the last couple of months. And they were fired. You know them personally? Yeah, no, the city workers were fired. I mean, you know, a lot of union workers, police fire, that kind of stuff. And, um, you know, they still cannot work unless they, you know, have been vaccinated. And uh, Kyrie now can. So I was listening to ESPN today, and they were like, yeah, yeah, they shouldn't hold him out as a hero. They're not going to hold him out as a hero. He's not. People are pissed. You know, people are angry. It, it, it's, it's all things being politicized. But, but it's not it's Kyrie's those... fault. They're not it's mad not... at Kyrie. No, 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 no. So so it's not <laughs> that they're mad at him, but but ESPN was like, oh, you know what's going to be bad? People are going to hold him out as a hero. Trust me. People are not holding him out. Oh, he stuck it to the man. No, he didn't. Somebody paid somebody. You know, and the Nets should thank the Mets and the Yankees because obviously they were enough of a draw that somebody got to the mayor and said, we can't have opening day without all these guys who aren't vaccinated. We can care less about Kyrie and the Nets. But, 
baseball can't be, you know, it tells you who Judge. runs the city. Yeah. So right. That, it tells you, that's an interesting it tells thing. You who it, runs also, the city, huh? it also tells you it doesn't necessarily mean they're going to win anything because the Grizzlies beat them up last night with both Kyrie and Durant. You know, tells you how important somebody like uh, Seth Curry is you to know be what? healthy and spreading the court. It's a matter. It also tells you how important it is to watch the games and not and not look at Bro Namath's story. Who watched what? That's what basically happened to where story? you get your NBA facts. Is 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 Bro, Nam- Bro Namath's story? I watched the whole game last night. You asked me anything about the game. The I Grizz are every better play. without Morant. The Grizz are fifteen and two without Morant, and the they Grizz spread the floor be- well. Better without Morant. Yeah. Well, so. I said that to you last night in a text Kate, way, Kate way before. Chat, I... Yeah, but, but did I do that before Bro Namath posted? I think so. You're, you're, you're you, 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 I mean, all right. Go ahead, you talk, man. Enjoy. What else you got? I mean, we'll hear every fourth word, but <laughs> you tell me what you want to talk about. It's quiet. It's quiet in Mexico. Quiet over there. So I'll tell you guys what I'm thinking about today because at least you guys will be able to hear me. So fun stuff. We've talked about like the flight to quality and we talked about like cards and stuff that, um, you know, goats, the stuff that I like um, and how they they are going to have their day. You saw the Pokemon cards, the Pikachu card go up and do its thing. You saw Jerry Rice's card move. We saw Joe Montana's card move. One of the cards I didn't talk about was Steve Young's 86 tops card, the same green and white stripe one. And it's pretty damn rare in PSA 10 and it even previously. And it goes exactly with the same story of guys who have those rookie cards, guys who have those rare cards, the multiples that are going to be there for, you know, low pop PSA 10 chases. There are a lot of Steve Young fans out there. So, I mean, if I were to give you kind of like, um, you know, a thought today of, of where to look on cards, it, it, I'll give you a couple names. I'll give you a couple cards, but to start thinking, you know, if the shiny stuff isn't working for you or you want to balance the shiny stuff in your collection off with, with um, you know, with other types of things, think about who you are a fan of, but not just you, that a lot of people are fans of. Think about football. Think about basketball. People who played who may have one rookie that doesn't have a huge, huge pop, right? So, you know, in basketball, you can talk about, um, you know, you can talk about your, your uh, 86 Fleer like Dominique Wilkins, you know, that's another one that moved, came back down to Kids, earth. You've and, talked and about Marino. You've talked about Marino, Marino quite a few times. The Marino, yeah, the Dan Marino is a good one from football. I have other ones in football. Um, take a look. The You know, if you are a Steve Young guy and you don't – or gal and you don't want to be buying um, a $100,000 card, I got another card for you that's got also a minuscule pop in PSA 10, not as much as the 86 tops. It's only like 20-something of them. Um but we've talked about these cards also on the show. The 1984 USFL, which I think is an interesting play because that league is coming back. Different league, obviously, different owners, different teams. But that Indeed. league is coming back this year. Shoot, go ahead. The reason USFL and all those cards, even college uniforms, don't take off is because people love the pro uniforms. They love the, the brands that people associate with today. So I will normally, I'd say, yes, sure, you're 100% right. But um, – what team did Steve Young play for in the he NFL? for the 49ers. But, but yeah. we talked about the, the USFL card, which is, I think, more valuable, right? Forget about the – no, no. Forget about the USFL card for a second. So your, your point you made, yes, was that he's 49ers. People don't like it because they like the uniform. They like the one – it's like watching the games. It's, it's like talking about you know basketball without watching the games. The 86 Tops card that I'm talking about that just sold for $100,000 of Steve Young, his rookie card, he's in a Tampa Bay uniform because he actually came up with Tampa Bay. 
It's a hideous orange, the old Tampa Bay uniform. It doesn't have any link back to the 49ers because when Steve Young came into the NFL, he actually was on Tampa Bay and he moved to the 49ers. So people, yes, love an NFL uniform, but for Steve Young, you'd figure he should be in a 49er uniform. What was cool about Rice was 49ers through and through. But if you look at that ridiculous 86 Tops card, it's just over $100,000. It's got an ugly orange Tampa Bay uniform on it. The USFL one, there's 20-something of them. It's very rare. And it's not more money, it's, but it, it will follow, right? There hasn't been a sale of it in a while. The bigger card from the 84 USFL is actually Reggie White. I think there's single digits of that card in PSA 10. Um, and while the last Young sold early 2021 for like nine or $10,000, the last Reggie White sold for like 20-something thousand. Like those kind of explain, cards. Can you explain that phenomenon? Because what? What phenomenon? Which you, one? You, you, you rarely hear about a defensive end getting so much love in a hobby. So Reggie White is one of the, one of the few defensive players that has some collectability. Deion Sanders, Lawrence Taylor – um, you know, Reggie White was definitely one of them also. Um, Is it just, just their, their dominance? Their sheer dominance they were, when you watch They were play? dominant. They were also characters. You know, they were, they, were, they were larger than the game. Taylor obviously was too. Reggie White was, you know, uh, he, was a, he was a minister. He used to baptize his teammates. You know, there's stories about that. I'm, not, I'm telling you the truth. God's honest. Um, you know, so, so, you know, that was fun stuff. Obviously, Deion Sanders we've talked about. You know, he's, he's you know, he's a crazy you know, two-sport athlete and, you know, just uh, a personality and a character in and of himself. It's tough on defense. I think we're going to start to see... You see the story recently that Dion lost two toes? You see that? No, I didn't. Yeah. No, he had, that's like, emergency terrible. surgery and he had, like, he lost a toe or two toes. I'm not sure. He, he was hanging out with Mike Tyson. Tyson got hungry again. Is that what happened? And so, it wasn't um, an attack on you about the whole bro name it thing. I was, the internet was choppy. Uh, it's okay. But my I, point is, I Bro Namath hates on these on on Morant. He's like, "Hey, Morant, look, this is how you finish dunks." Um, so, so I don't hate of- on Morant. Morant's very, very good. But if you watched the game last night, what you saw was exactly what you saw when Tyrese Maxey was playing without Harden. You saw a younger player having more confidence, being able to take some shots and not fade into the background. So, so. I'm not naive. John Morant is an amazing player. He's going to make any team great. He's going to he's going to give you a chance to win any game. But the team plays a different style of ball when he's not there, right? Because he they don't have to get him the ball. They get the ball to whoever the best person to get the ball is on that play. And if Brandon Clark happens to have a huge mismatch and he's in the post with Patty Mills on him, they don't have to kick the ball to John Morant so that he could try to dunk on someone. They kick it into Brandon Clark, and he dunks, and they score. And Bain gets it. He's not automatically looking for Ja. He's looking for his own three, and it goes in, right? You know they shot 50% from three last night? They shot 19 for 38 from three last night. That's good. That's good spacing. That's good passing. That's good ball movement setting up open shots. That happened because Ja wasn't there. That's what I mean that they played better without John. I like this guy. I like this guy. The, so, so two questions. Is that, does that show how bad the Brooklyn defense is? And does Taylor Jenkins deserve terrible. a nod coach of the year? They're, they are terrible. They're, their defense is bad. Unfortunately, here's the thing. They, they brought in Drummond, who I really like. Anybody who's listening to the show knows I like Drummond. And at times, Drummond looks good. You get him the ball inside, he'll get rebounds. 
The problem with Drummond Big is boy. he doesn't really he, he's a tall he doesn't like fight for the offensive rebounds. And in in crunch time, which is gonna be playoff basketball, they can't play him. They don't play him because he just he's a foul he's machine foul. and the offense can't run through him, so he can't score. If they're coming from behind, which they were in the last couple of minutes, you don't want Drummond with the ball. Not to mention, they'll just foul Drummond. And he'll miss at least one out of every two free throws. So you can't have him in at the end of the game. It's almost like it's like old Giannis. Remember, we had those conversations about Giannis two years ago. Why so are you talking NBA? It's like watching swooshing. Michelangelo. Remember, you said swooshing. He's swooshing his free throws. Giannis looks like Dude. he's now, he's swoosh. Swishing, swishing against the Bulls. Bulls are a terrible defensive team. He was pulling up from the mid range. He was fading out to the baseline. Giannis is shooting from the logo. He's like ice Giannis. No, that's not what Giannis needs, dude. Giannis needs is that like sixteen footer, the Kevin Durant post game. That's what he's added, playing from like sixteen feet and in. Yeah, now it's great. If they build the wall right in front of the the basket, he could just shoot right over it. And now you now forget about it, man. I mean, they should do they have to build a wall. I mean, you really are starting to piss people off. You wear hats. You talk about building a wall. I mean, you're just going. You're just you're doubling down. This I'm year. in Mexico now. Keep me out. Fuck it. <laughs> All right. So anyway, forget about that basketball, guys. So so I I just to go back to the goats and stuff. Yep. I think you're going to start to see this and and goats. I'm going to stretch that out, right? Somebody actually messaged me about this, um, and it's a card I own. I don't know if they even knew that I owned it. You know, they were talking about, hey, baseball, they liked what we were talking about with Bryce Harper, and they mentioned Alex Rodriguez as a play, right? They mentioned Alex Rodriguez as a play because they said most young kids, you know, 35 and under, don't give a shit about steroids with baseball. And eventually, those are going to be people who have money and be looking. They're going to look back and say, hey, Alex Rodriguez is a top 10 talent in baseball all the time. Who cares about the steroids? Why are his cards cheap? And that SP card falls in the category of these cards we're talking about. Now, is he a goat like Jerry Rice? No. But he was one of the best to play. He was one of the best in that generation. And when you have a clear-cut best rookie where there's a few dozen of them in PSA 10 and that pop's not going to grow, that's a recipe for one of these explosions in price discovery like you just had with that Steve Young. I own that card, so take that from where it's worth. That's why I bought it, though, because I thought at some point in time, it might not do what the Jeter did, but there's a reason why that Jeter SP card sells for hundreds of thousands of dollars. It's because there's not a lot of them in PSA 10. It's like two dozen. So that's the that's the the fun thing to kind of you know note for me. Um, you know, it's tough. We talked about Marino. Marino's top isn't there. It's a little higher, so it may take a little longer for the Marino and the Elway and those kind of cards. And the Jordan, right? The Jordan 86 Fleer, same thing. 320 of them. There's always going to be demand for it. While we're but on it's Marino, not let's give a quick shout out to Dave Marino, who basically, Dave Marino. The, who basically put together Mint Collective. However it goes, man, pat yourself on the back. Planning an event is just super difficult. Keep going, Cage. I apologize. Yeah, I mean, listen, it, depending upon what your sport is, you know, what you can do is you can type in, you know, like top 50 players of all time and their rookies. You know what I mean? You pulled one out Difficult in real high grade, Johnny Unitas, right? He's on there. Everybody knows what Johnny Unitas rookie looks like, right? In real high grade, it's it's a tough card. If you're a basketball guy, you know, there are some, though, you have to do research on. You're probably not going to be buying a PSA 10 of the Magic Bird and or, and and Dr. J, the, the triple card from 80 tops, right? Can I give you can I give my play, which is literally on that same line? and then, Or do you want to finish 
Because my boy well, yeah, is that exact same thing. So that card, though, when you drop down the PSA nine, which is not a cheap card, right? It's you know, any depending upon where it sells, anywhere from eighteen to thirty thousand dollars, depending on what month it is and what the card looks like. There's like six hundred of those in PSA nine. So that's not the card that's fitting in my category of what I'm trying to tell you guys now, where it's going to go from twenty to potentially a hundred, like that Jerry, that like the Jerry Rice did, like the Reggie White did, like or the Reggie White White, and like the Steve Young card just did, because there's still enough supply of that where it's not going to have one of these just, poof, okay, a couple people want it, got to chase it. You know, rich people battling for the very few that are out there. That's not that kind of card. So you do have to do a little research. But, yeah, what do you got? Shoot. I sent you this card today, Cage. The Kareem? I can't believe you didn't. Yeah, I can't believe you didn't respond to it. So I was – I'm always fascinated by, like you said, the greats of the game, but also the greats of the game who innovated. Like Rick Barry used to shoot uh, free throws – under like underhanded, which is crazy. Yep. No one does that. Mm-mm. And I'll tell you, man, no one shoots the skyhook. Uh, it's it's a dying art. Like no, I, I don't know many players who've shot the sky the skyhook. I know no. here and there people have added it to their game, but that was his bread and butter, Kareem. And he is the all time leading scorer in points. And I want to show you guys a card that I think is super super cool. Uh, it kind of goes along the lines of when I paused you with uh, Larry Bird, Julius Irving, right? So mm-hmm. look at this card. I, I was kind of having fun. I was watching Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's highlights, which are kind of like lowlights. They're hella boring, if I could be quite honest. It's just him shooting skyhooks. But this is the 1972 tops card 163 with like a de- denomination of all-star. And if you zoom in, you're going to see Kareem on the Bucks shooting a skyhook with Wilt Chamberlain right there. And I think that's kind of a cool card to get for, I mean, here's a PSA 7 for 160 bucks. I bet you could get this card raw in, in a variety of conditions. I would, if I was buying this card, I would buy a really nicely centered copy. Because yep. if you want to, if you're going to be right, you should be right. You know what I mean? You don't want like, oh, this card to, to do some things, but you bought a shitty copy, right? If you're going to, yep. if you're going to invest, get a nice copy. But I'm curious your take. Because you know vintage way better than I do. But just like browsing the internet, having fun, I thought this was a super cool card to find from what's 50 years ago now. <laughs> so, I mean, I like that card. Um, it's cool from a like a storytelling perspective, right? Because you look at the card and you're like, wow, look, there's Will Chamberlain. And look, look, what team is Wilt on? The Lakers. Wilt's on the Lakers, not Kareem. Kareem's known nope. for his stint at the Lakers. Kareem's on the Kareem, Bucks. Kareem's there on the Bucks, right? So it's... It's it's pretty funny because you know Kareem is a Lakers. Kareem is LA through and through. You know what you know what team he played for in college? UCLA. Yeah. He has that so photo getting, of him walking off with John Wooden. You're getting that little snapshot there where he's playing against LA, you know, for that one little, you know, that little moment there in the beginning of his career when he came out with Milwaukee. So it's cool there in that regard. Obviously, you have two greats, two big men. Um, and then you get the skyhook, which Kareem likes to claim could not be blocked, but Will Chamberlain blocked it once, twice on the same play, on the same possession. Um, so it definitely can be blocked. It's sort of like um, Daniel LaRusso's crane technique. Mr. Miyagi claimed that, you know, if do correct, no can defense. But, um, you know, uh, I think you can defend against the crane. I think it's, it might be an illegal kick, John Lawrence might tell you. So anyway, it's a cool thing, man. He was like 7'2". He played bigger than 7'2". My phone's ringing. Is it a skyhook? 
I'm trying to find the pop on this card. It's really not a high pop card. So it's from the 1972 top set. Card number 163, it's the All-Star. So his main card, I'll, I'll pull it up as card 100, where there's 1,100 graded at PSA. But the All-Star one, there's only 312, not a single 10, 9 PSA 9s, wow. 57 PSA 8s, uh, a 63 sevens. So it's not a super high pop card. You're not going to see a ton no, of this card No, 9 PSA 9s. That's crazy. I mean, think about that. There are people who, you know, who will buy... There are people who buy Kareem cards now, like more modern stuff. Cage is getting calls from telemarketers. Bring me the phone. The, the meatloaf. Mom. Bring me the phone. The meatloaf. Hello? Yes. I know who you're calling for. Call my house again, and I will show up at your place of business, and you're not going to be happy about it. Do not call multiple times in a row. Do not do that. That it's the worst telemarketing thing I've ever seen in my life. What are you doing? I, it, my daughter picks the phone up. She tells me we're not interested, and you call back. Oh, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna I'm gonna finish my podcast episode, then I'm just gonna keep calling you multiple times and see how you like it. What do you think of that? I'll try to sell you. Some I don't like it when you do it. Okay, but I answer because I love you, man. Great, wonderful. Thank you. You have a lovely day. Take care. Nobody needs solar. Hey. Now you cross the line. <laughs> okay, I'm leaving it here. We'll leave the phone here. We can leave the phone here just in case it rings again. Yeah, Dude, just in case it rings okay. again. So, so anyway. This episode is completely off the rails. So no. do you remember prank phone calling? No, I never prank phone called anyone. How I much never, fun? I never would do that. That was terrible. Was it's that, harassment. Man? It's harassment. No one prank phone calls anymore. So, Not yeah, because everyone's a... Everyone's afraid. Everyone's afraid you're going to get arrested. It's going to be bad news. Me and my poor daughter goes and picks the phone up. She says, I'm sorry, I can't talk to you. And they call right back. That's messed up. So anyway, listen, the the the, the Kareem thing, the skyhook is cool because he set it up where, you know, he was shooting. He's, you know, off of one leg. He's throwing and, he's, you know, he's got his hand up so high that it can't be blocked. It's a cool thing, right? And, you know, the unfortunate thing is you can't tell, you know, what his percentages were on it because, you know, his heyday was before the internet. No one's tracking that shit. But it's a pretty cool thing. I remember in the 90s, they tried to teach Shaq not a sky hook, but like what they called like a baby hook shot. You know what I mean? Because you get in the lane and, you know, they were like, all right, if you go to try to dunk, they're just going to foul you. So you got to work some little like, you know, baby hook. And he was actually pretty decent, daddy. A little baby hook shot that he worked into his routine. Listen, Shaq was way more skilled than people give him credit for. They think he's What's that card? That's a PSA eight. What's that card go for? In like the PSA eight you showed, is that something you, that's available somewhere? Or because while you're looking PSA, at it, what I'll say there's a PSA eight available. Let me let me look it up right yeah, now. Yeah, well, what I'll say about it is it's, that's a cool thing, right? Like if I'm walking a show and I see a card like that that I've never seen before and it's got that cool like story to it, right? I would I'd pick something like that up. There clearly aren't that many of them. Um, you know, it's now getting to a point where it's really old. <laughs> Like me, and uh, so there's one listed on eBay, uh, PSA 8 974 best offer. Yes, yeah, remember, there's know. also card 100 from that year, though. So, like, which is like kind of his card of that year. I think that's Ju- is that Julius Irving's rookie year? I think it's pretty sure 1972 is Julius Irving's rookie year. Yes, it is. It is. So, you have the Squires, yeah, yeah, cool, cool card. Cool. I mean, listen, I like it. Um, 
you know, it doesn't it doesn't hit my, you know, buy a rookie card of a goat, but not many people can buy a PSA eight or nine, you know, Kareem <laughs> rookie card, Lou Alcindor. I go for, I go for eight and a half. Eight and a half is yeah. all I need. It, that's all I got. I got eight and a half. That was another card that would fit in the same category too. Uh, I wish I still had it. But hey, it is what it is. Steve Aoki has it actually. <laughs> We're back to Steve Aoki. He actually has that card right now. Yeah, it's so funny. It really is. It's a lot of fun. All right, so dude, you are missing out Mint Collective. What should I look for for you while I'm there? What can I do on behalf of Andrew? Can I find a basket and shoot it and actually get it in to make up for you missing so many times at uh, Culture Collision? Um, should I gamble? What would you put your money on on roulette? Are you a red 19 type of guy? Um, shall I play blackjack? Do you want me to bet on any games? Do you want me to bet on any sporting events? No. None of these things appeal to you. Do you want me to look at the fountains in front of the Bellagio? I still think the most undervalued opportunity in the market is Giannis and the Bucks. And, and shock me how disrespectful this is. So I just put the money on the Bucks. What if I find 10 other guys and we all dress up and film ourselves robbing a casino or a bank? We'll call it like Cages 11. We make like a move. Would that be good content? And do that? Dude, Ocean, Ocean's 11 was really, really well done. Like, so All right. I mean, well, you watch the games. I got a question for you. It's not pros. I got a question for you. Go ahead. Is tonight Coach K's last game ever? Well, I thought Sunday was out? Coach K's last game. And that well, it wasn't. Well, it didn't. It wasn't. He, you know, he's, he's an underdog to Texas Tech. Do really? they lose? Yes. I don't know who Texas Tech even has. The Texas Tech Red Raiders. They are a one-point favorite over Duke tonight. And Duke, as an underdog, I don't believe has ever won this late in the tournament as a dog. I don't think they've ever I mean, won a Sweet it, 16 game as a the dog. The line sort of says it all, right? It's what you're saying there. One point. I'm saying, Duke, I, I'm saying Duke wins. Wow. I'm saying Duke wins. I'm saying bet on the Dookie. There it is. I don't know, man. I don't know college basketball well enough. I think Gonzaga plays Arkansas. Arkansas is dangerous, but I have no clue. There's chaos in college. You don't even know if they're going to make their free throws. Half the, half the players on the team can't even shoot the ball. They're just there to do, like, screens. It's, it's crazy to watch college sports sometimes. <laughs> you don't like college basketball. You don't want to watch the game. I do. I like com- competition, and I like college athletes. I mean, that's the world I came from. I thought for a while I would be a pro athlete. So, like, I, I understand their spirit. I, their skill level is a little frustrating at times. You know what they need, I think, to make you excited to watch? They need their own move. They need, like, the college step. You know, the Euro guys brought over the Euro step. Like, they need to invent the college step. Like, some sort of, I like, mean, dude, watching Kyrie, are you kidding yeah. me? Yeah, but – not everyone in college can be Kyrie. Kyrie is one of the most skilled ball handlers in the NBA, if not the most skilled. You're watching, watching the Grizz play. But the Grizz. Where do you think those people played a couple of years ago? They played in college. They played in the tournament. They, you know what are you I talking remember. about? <laughs> no, I, I understand. That's the point is what I'm saying. When they get to the pros, they step up their skill level significantly. Yeah, well, listen. I get it. I, mean, I don't watch my – I don't one watch minor, really minor league baseball, really, so I, I know what you mean. I don't watch college baseball. One thing I'm really worried about and interested in is uh, how much worse the Warriors have been with Clay. 
and how much actually better they are without him, which is scary. Oh, my goodness. You can't say this. You are not allowed to say a team is better without their superstar. What are you doing? Are you just looking at bro name the story? Is that where you're getting your education from? What's the matter with you? <laughs> Plays like with a superstar. You. Yo, Jimmy Butler? What yeah, was Jimmy that Butler. about? <laughs> Udonis Haslam is not the person you want to see in a dark alley, is what I'm saying. That dude just wants to fight anyone. <laughs> I can't believe he's still playing. I mean, he kind of does. I go a different play. route, man. Think about Udonis Haslam getting that pissed off. It's a 40-year vet. Like he, He's basically a coach. He is a player coach. What could Jimmy have said that got him so pissed? Here's what I where I go with it. If that's what they look like in public, what must that team be like behind closed doors? What do their practices look like? They must be like a bomb waiting to go off every single minute. Bolsher clearly doesn't have control, right? I mean, how does, that, how does that happen? How does that happen? Bolsher absolutely has control. Oh, because Dude, that's the number his, one seed in the East. Him and his players are going to fight on the court during a game. No, that's not control. Jimmy's just freak. No, Jimmy's freaking out, not the team. Spolster's going Jimmy. after him too. No, he's that's not. Pretty funny. Spolster yeah, said, it? "What am I going to fight you?" <laughs> yeah, but he when said, they got up, they were going you? after each other. I want Spolster no, to do wasn't. like Spolster going done, after him. He, he could have done like the Jeff Van Gundy move and like jumped on his leg. You know, they do like the leg thing. You know, that would have been awesome. Gross. Spolstra is such an underrated coach. People don't give him enough. enough you know who was missing? Who? Where was Tyler Hero during all this? Did you see what he did? He, he's, I'll be right back, guys. I'm going to go get some away. hot dogs. He, like, he left. He took off. He, he, just, he, he disappeared. I mean, dude, it's, it's super awkward because like, it's like the parents fighting. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, you <laughs> side with one. You're really like, claiming your allegiance. No, but dude, I mean, Jimmy so... Butler sometimes is so weird. Uh, so listen, you played a... you played sports at the highest level possible. You know, I mean, you are an athlete extraordinaire. So what do you what is your read on this? Do you read that this is this is dysfunction, or do you read this as passion? Like this is a good thing for a team about to go into the playoffs that they're ready to kill each other. I mean, you know, things happen, know things teams, are... right? I don't think I don't think it's good or bad. Like I don't think this event is good or bad. I think how the team responds to the event kind of will dictate the future. I'll tell you, I don't think there's any place for Jimmy f- fighting Spolstra. Like, that's your leader. Like, you, can, you can't act like that. Uh, well, this weekend's know, got some hard. good games, right? Does, doesn't Miami play the Nets this weekend? It's nice hard to know without there. hearing what was said. I guess I'll, I'll leave it with that. I mean, I, I we'll never know what was said, I don't think. Um, I just think it's amazing, the stuff that happens in sports now. I never saw anything like that. I never saw anything like that. Uh, that's not true. I mean, look, Latrell Sprewell choked PJ Colissimo. So I guess, you know, it's not that new now, is it? You know, I mean, Spree was crazy. It's not that new, I guess. And it's sort of the same stuff. So, I mean, listen. Didn't Bob Knight choke a player? I'm going to give Chris Hodge a little bit of love and a little bit of credit here, right? Can't wait to see those guys out in Mint Collective um, go hang out, go say hi, maybe buy him a drink, smoke a cigar. Um, he goes through cards as an asset class and then talks about how cards are different because we have sports attached to those cards, right? That 
you went through this whole thing about like even stocks. Yes, they're based on the performance of the company, but they force these quarterly earning reports to make news events. You know, they're almost forced to have to do this, right? Sports in season, there's something going on all the time. Right. If you're a Jimmy Butler investor, what are you thinking right now? <laughs> like, you know, first of all, you thinking, why did I invest in Jimmy Butler to begin with? But the point is, we get to talk about this and have something else to talk about every day. Kareem's 70th birthday, Kyrie playing, dropping 40 something points after basically working at Dave and Buster's for half the year. And, you know, are, is it good enough? Is it enough for him and, and Durant to go out there and score 85 points a game and still lose? Uh, we get to talk about Jimmy Butler trying to fight his coach. Like sports is a cool thing. Like take a second and be. I, I love it. I, I think we're lucky that we get to talk about this. I think we're lucky that the hobby we've chosen, whether it's from a digital standpoint, if you like your Top Shot, your Dapper, your UFC Panini, whatever it may be, if you like that or you like the cardboard, our collectability, our investment, we get this constant flow, the Zion back and forth. You know, should he play? Are him and the team fighting? Maybe he goes to the Knicks. All this what rumor. Angle is the, what angle is the photographer standing from? Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's fun stuff, man. Yeah, it's is, insider's bad side. is Philly a shithole? You know what I it mean? It fucking is, man. He was so right. It sucks. I went back. My Uber driver's car smelled like blunts. That's so embarrassing to get in a car with your mom and it smells like blunts. Why? It's not your car. How does it embarrass you? Because, I mean, my mom's above that. I don't want her to, I don't want that to be her experience. I want her. Well, listen, you know, next time, spring for the Uber Diamond, you know, the Uber XL, Uber Comfort. Don't go for that Uber X crap that you pull. That's what happens, man. You can't, you can't go for those dar- the drivers with the two stars. You, you need that Uber one X level up. Car, man. <laughs> that comes in a Tesla. It's a Tesla. You get an Uber X in Mexico, the cartel comes uh, together. Uh, oh, my God. <laughs> That's true, I guess. Dude, do you happen to be back in Mexico? You got a different Mexican vibe going on now? Is the food better? You tell the me. beach better? I, I, I don't know. I, you're always laid back, man. You're always, you know, you always have this this, this fun, you know, way about you. It's like, eh, if it doesn't happen today, it'll happen tomorrow. Kumbaya, where's my kombucha? You know, it's, it's whether you're – we'll see what happens in Florida if you're different in Florida. Florida is coming, folks. Florida Andrew is going to be interesting. Lord Andrew's gonna be in. Did you like we'll the play stuff house? You didn't. I don't know. Show. I didn't look. I didn't look. You told me you found one, but I don't know. Did you send me pictures? Did you send me a link? Nah, I don't think you cares? did. I don't who think cares? you sent me. A, I don't think you. How would I supposed to look at it? You told me about it, but I didn't get like a link or anything. Put it up here. Share it with the audience. Let's all look at it. <laughs> Good. Let's share the screen. Let's go, everybody on YouTube. You see where Andrew's living? Seriously? If you want, sure. Why the it's hell not? Have an address. No way. Okay, don't put the address. Well, I don't want that. We have people who stalk you. We do have hobby people who stalk you, so I don't want them to see your address. That's definitely – they don't know my address. I'm playing baby games. Well, listen, guys, I apologize for the telemarketer calling. Um, you know what happens. I do have a home phone number. Um, when I, uh, You know what? I don't know. I honestly have no idea. You know, if the power goes out, it's dead, so that's kind of stupid. I think the last reason that I had for having it was uh, my last job in order to work from home and get like one day of work from home per week, you had to have a landline that their computer setup was set up with. 
not wireless. Like you had to have it through a landline for security purposes. And I've just never got rid of it since then. So, you know, that's, that's a story. And I will tell you, I don't know the last time I got a call on it or made a call on it. That wasn't like that. That wasn't like a telemarketer or a call that I didn't want. I don't remember the last time a call came in on it. That was a wanted call, like someone I actually knew. You famously have said the Nets are going to beat the Bucks. Yes. Yes. After yesterday's famously. game where Kyrie and Durant go for 85 and they lose to the Grizz without John. Are you, were you willing to amend that statement? Um, I still think the Nets beat them. And here's going to be the difference, right? As currently constituted, I think the Nets might lose in six or seven. Um, they have to figure out what to do to get rebounds. I don't know whether it's let Drummond play more. I don't know whether it's Simmons coming out and you know spreading the the you know the defense around a little bit. I don't know if it's just Nick Claxton, you know, doing a cycle between now and when they face the you know the Bucks. I don't know what it is, but right now Giannis will just eat them alive. Right? If the Bucks play it smart, they just dump it into Giannis. And I mean, Durant's good, but he's not stopping Giannis. Right? And, and he doesn't I want think, to. I don't think that's his game. I don't, I don't think Nick Claxton's going to stop him. I mean, he couldn't stop Brandon Clark yesterday. Right? So if Brandon Clark can eat you up like that, I think, I think Clark had 10 or 12 points in the fourth quarter in crunch time when they built up their lead and came back and, 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 and put the game away. It was Clark on the inside, dunking, alley-oops, you know, just... Dude, Clark's drive. an interesting player, isn't he, huh? He kind of plays small, but he's he's bouncy, and he plays above the rim, too, so it's like... Yeah, but he's, he's, a, he's, he's a big dude, like, too. You know, those guys, they must all go to the gym more than most basketball players do. Everybody's, you know... But he doesn't really move like shape. a big guy, though, which is kind of interesting, right? He's pretty agile. No, but you saw him go up, and Durant wanted no part of that poster. Like, Durant looked like he was going to jump with him and then didn't. You know what I mean? Like, jumped away. So, Jaron Jackson Jr., does he deserve credit for Defensive Player of the Year? You know what? It's funny. He does the the little things he needs to do. He's You know, for a big man, he shoots the three-pointer really well, and he plays defense. You know, he he plays scrappy. He also is an underrated passer. You know, he gets the ball. He moves it well. He moves the ball around well. That team is interesting. I got to tell you, though. I think that I think the spotlight of the playoffs, a meaningful playoff series, might be too much for them. I do. I th- I think they might actually be deer in the headlights in that first series. They may lose their not first in the game. first series in the Western yeah. Conference Finals. No, no, great. in the first series, they may lose Bro. the first game and be like, "Whoa, whoa, what's going on here?" And then the pressure gets. To but that's yeah. not how basketball works. That's the unfortunate thing. It's just like time will tell. We'll know in a couple weeks. I'll, that's I'll the fun thing about making I mean. predictions. Well, I'll explain what I mean because. They have enough guys that they're going to put up 115 points. So the other team has to put up that many points. They have because they have the guys. They they have the weapons. They might have one game where they're shooting. They're off shooting, but they attack with such relentlessness at the rim. They're going to put up 115 points. Who's going to match them? Uh, it depends who they play. You know what I mean? So so they're going to be what? Probably the the two seed, three seed. Where are they going to be? I mean, Golden State keeps losing. Yeah, yeah. You know, if they're the, if they're they're the two seed, sure. they played a seven. They could they could end up playing against the Lakers, right? right? They could end up playing How against the Lakers. Lakers. They don't the have Lakers, enough guys to score the Lakers. Points. Like LeBron the, will have the, to score fifty points every the game Lakers, to get the them. Lakers play. The, you would assume Davis is back and healthy, Fine. right? And the, and the Lakers play a large lineup and try right. to slow the ball down. And you go in to Davis. 
you do a lot of post up, you do a lot of half court offense, do a lot of set offenses, and you don't let them run. You don't let them control the pace. And the Grizzlies are not as good on the half court set, especially with Ja. They're much better in transition. They're much better running the ball. They're much better pushing pace. And I'm not saying, listen, this is pie in the sky, right? I'm not saying all of a sudden the Lakers who can't play at all during the year are going to be able to turn it on and, and control and dictate the tempo and you name it and stuff like that. But I can see that happening. I mean, I can see if Anthony Davis comes back healthy, that's a very different team. And I don't see anyone there who can stop what LeBron and Davis would be able to do on the inside. So, yeah, I mean, I think if that's the matchup, it could get very interesting. It could be very interesting for those guys. They had one, two, they had seven guys yesterday with 10 or more points. Yeah, that, I, that's listen, my point. But that's that was really my point when I said they were better without Ja because they spread the ball around and they did really, they did, they played really well. They did. That was the, the fact that they were. It's really hard for seven guys to have an off night. That's my, I guess that's where I'm going with it. Like it's it, when you, when you rely on two guys. Then two, those two guys have to put up eighty points, and then hope that the rest of the team right. And in the playoffs, they'll be not as spread out. They'll be more reliant on Ja, and if Ja has a bad night and continues to put up shots, which is why I say they look better without him. Yes, they lose game one in the playoffs, and all of a sudden it's a bunch of young guys who don't have a captain, don't have anyone who's been there before, don't have anybody who talks to them and says, hey, guys, it's just one game. Don't worry about it. We're the better team. We have seven guys who could score 15 points. We're not going to have an off night. And then before you know it, they're down two games to none to a team like the Lakers who, you know, doesn't give a shit, and they lose. I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm saying I can see it happen, especially because who's the guy? Who's the Jimmy Butler on their team, right? Who's the Chris on the, Paul on, on their the, team? Who's the, the, who's the guy on the Grizzlies that's going to say, all right, guys, we lost game one. But don't worry. I've been through this five years ago when my team played the blah. This is what happened. Don't worry. Don't get ahead of yourselves. Don't. It's just one game with a better team. They don't have anyone to do that. Well, Not their coach. I, I think there's two. Well, first off, Steven Adams is a tough-ass dude. Uh, he's tough, know. but he's never been anywhere. He's never played a meaningful game. What does he do? He made the You remember? You don't think right, Adams has played some meaningful games on OKC, dude? <laughs> yes, it's true. I, I don't he understand. Did. He, he did. He he played some good. He played some some meaningful minutes on Oklahoma City. He made it to the finals, right? I don't understand the laugh. Though. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Anyway, he, did. but he didn't. He, dude, he didn't you, you could you could go through like you could have veterans on the team and uh-huh. they bring experience, but you could yes. also have young guys with tenacity, like. If you remember the Warriors team, they, they did have some veterans. So I'll, I'll give you that. But like, Dre Clay, those guys, even like even when they were young, they were tough. And uh, this Grizz team is a lot tougher than people give them credit for. LeBron, I think was it after the Lakers game that the thing came out where it was like the Grizz talked the most shit in the league. Yeah, you wouldn't expect that from a young team, but they are gritty. They are tenacious. They are competitive as fuck. Yes, they are competitive. They are great, um, and great. so are the Jazz during the regular season. And, Gobert is not and, competitive. Dude, Gobert and is they don't come, and they win, and they you know, and they put up great numbers, and they do all but that stuff. You know, I mean, it's uh, it's it's a lot of stuff. So I'm looking at it. Yes, yeah, Stephen Adams um, in the playoffs in 14. You know, he definitely had a little bit of a, a little bit of a run there in 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 fourteen, right? Against uh, that's not what you said. Don't change your narrative. He did. He had a little. Bit, he had he had some stuff. Um, Stephen Adams is not going to be the guy who's going to be like, "Hey guys, it's great." 
thinking like Steven Adams, just go back to the bench. Go, go back go back to the bench and and, and Super you know no. if you silly, really think that about silly Adams, faces. Make silly faces. Dude, Dude, this is the, the point is, you talked about league. you talk about seven guys, right? Oh, all well, seven of them scored fifteen points, right? Right. Stephen Adams didn't even get in the game. Right? He wasn't even playing. He didn't even play yesterday. He was just sitting on the bench okay. doing silly stuff. He's all he's doing. He's he's making faces. He's not the guy who in the clubhouse, if they lose game one, is going to step up and say, "Hey guys, you remember that time when I was a killer on Oklahoma City? I was the fourth guy on that team." Don't worry, we lost game one to the Spurs. We came That's back. That's what he's going to say. He's going to say, let's say? play our ball. Let's play our ball. Uh, and we people, got the and, better and team. It's going to rally him. It's going to be like Rudy, right? It's gonna, Steven Adams going to rally Have you seen guys. Steven Adams screens? No one no one wants to go through a Steven Adams screen. I love talking no to you, man. To you want to know why? No. Because it's about what's on the floor versus what's not on the floor. It's the same thing with Giannis, right? Giannis is the greatest player ever. That doesn't mean you buy his cards. Steven Adams may set one hell of a screen. And you're right. Nobody wants to go through his screen, right? He's a and that big gets dude. His guys open. They're gonna get and it gets his guys open. And he's amazing. He's got good hair, right? He <laughs> looks like Jason Momoa. Like I could say lots of good things about him too, but but he's not the guy who's gonna rally a bunch of 22 and 23 year olds who just got punched in the mouth. What this is about is Mike Tyson saying everybody's got a plan, right? Everybody's got a plan until they step in the ring and they get punched in the face, and all of a sudden. You either got to fight back or you're done. The Grizz, we don't know what's going to happen if they get punched in the face. Don't maybe, they don't even, maybe they don't even get punched in the face. And you might be right, right? Mickey may be in the corner. Mickey Adams may tell Rocky, don't worry about it, Rock. Go ahead, get him, go get him. And maybe Stephen Adams where do you, might where be. Where do you rank uh, leadership, like a young leader? Where, where do you put him? Uh, since I think the team's better without him, I think he's a pretty shitty leader. <laughs> 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 my play is my play was my play was Reggie White USFL. People are gonna let you know. I'm happy with this comment. People, what that? People are not gonna happy with what comment? That that South Park. People are South not Park lives rent free in your brain. South Park lives rent free in your brain. Listen, but here's the thing, right? And let's just <laughs> it's not let's that call, expensive let, in there anyway. Let's call it how we see it, okay? People are not happy crowd, with some of the comments. Crowded. People are not happy with the comments I make. Let's throw some comments out there that they're not happy about. When I make fun of PMGs, people are not happy. When I make fun of kabooms, people go absolutely apeshit. When I make fun of Ja, and I'm not making fun. I'm just saying the team, which if you watch that game and you look at the stats, <laughs> 15 and 2, they spread the ball. You're not them. getting it. Three. Three. Wow. So that's three things. Think about that. All three of those are people made money this year. And last, people who bought into Jaw, they're sitting with their Jaw cards and they're in money. And if I say Jaw's overrated or the team's better without him or the Jaw's not the greatest, you got these people who are now money. holding expensive Jaw stuff. People who are in profit on Jaw don't like to hear that. If I say Kabooms are stupid, right? And, and in 10 years, people are going to forget that Kabooms even existed, right? People get mad about that because people have now spent a lot of money on Kabooms. People have a lot invested in kabooms. I say PMGs are overrated, right? And just because Nat Turner says something is doesn't mean it is, right? Just because he's chasing it doesn't mean you have to chase it. If I say that, oh, wow, he must not know anything about anything. I mean, you can't say anything bad about PMGs. I mean, what are you going to do next? Piss in the holy water at church? No, you can't say anything negative about a PMG. I happen to think 
PMGs are ugly, right? But we already established it's it's not that the PMGs look is what matters, right? Because the ones that look just like them, people don't want. They want the ones that look, and that, that, that it's this specific one that I own. Like I got, it's this one. It's that, not this one. It's this PMG, not this PMG, this PMG. Anyway, take it for what it's worth, right? If you're going to come after me because I say Jaws' team is 15 and 2 without him, they are. If you're going to come after me and say Jaws' team played well without him in a game against the Nets, they did. They spread the ball around. They hit the open man. They let the person who was open and had a mismatch take the shot. They didn't have to pass in and let Ja go dunk. You want to be mad about that? It's probably because you're holding Ja and don't want to hear anything bad said about him. And I get that. It's human nature. Doesn't mean I'm wrong, though. I've got death threats when I said LeBron doesn't make his teammates better. Okay. But <laughs> a lot of people hold a lot of LeBron cards, too. You know what I mean? Like, that's another good example. But I hold this jock. You know what's funny about that, the, the LeBron thing? I, I actually stumbled upon a quote the other day that was made by Larry Bird when he was with the Pacers. I don't remember if he was coaching or front office or whatever it was, but he was with the Pacers. I think he was coaching. And they asked him how come he never signed anyone from the Cavs, right? That he, when he was there, they never brought over anyone from the Cavs. And basically, I'll paraphrase, but basically he said something like, it's fool's gold to sign anyone who plays with LeBron because they're not as good as they look when they're playing alongside him, that he makes them all look significantly better than they are. And that if you grab someone who's Kyrie, like Kyrie and Kevin Love would agree to that. I mean, this I'm just I'm stumbling upon uh, uh, you know uh, probably a, a a poorly paraphrased Larry Bird quote. I saw the that quote. was I, it was it was it was kind of ridiculous if you think Le- Kyrie is better with LeBron. Well, I don't think he ever really had a chance at Kyrie. I don't think he was talking about right. Kyrie. I mean, Kyrie was signing Zydrunas Agalski. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or Tristan Thompson yeah, checking yeah, the bricks. You're talking about uh, you know Anderson Varejao. You know what I mean? Like, or, or the Birdman, you know, like one of those kind of guys they're talking about, you know? But, uh, yeah, listen, this was all over the place, but I had some fun with this one. I, I'm going to go get some sleep. I'm going to squeeze my fat ass into one of the last rows on the Delta flight, and I'm going to fly out to Mint Collective. I'm excited to, you know, see some people, maybe meet some people, you know, people I haven't seen before, people who just, you know, we, we chat with. Um, if you're listening to this, it's either Thursday night, Friday, you know, morning, afternoon, whatever it is, and you hear this. If you're out at Mint Collective, send me a message. Um, you know, I'll definitely hang out. I'll be bringing a ton of stogies. So, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll probably be that, that fat guy you see smoking a cigar. So come say hi. Thank you for spending some time with us on another episode of the Lucas Tigers and Bronze Oh My podcast. Um, do us a favor and like, subscribe. Now, you know what? Don't just like and subscribe. Everybody does that. If you like us, tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your enemies, tell everybody. And uh, we hope you got something from spending some time with us today, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.